Merry Christmas everyone. What a difference a year makes. And yet we hear in that first reading for the Midnight Mass of Christmas 2020 from the prophet Isaiah, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. It seems to be a profound paradox in this time last year. There has been and continues to be a lot of darkness around us in these unprecedented days. The stark realities we've encountered through the media this year have been nothing more than dark. We've seen images of civil unrest, systemic racism, political divisiveness, and unfettered gun violence resulting in unacceptable numbers, high numbers, of homicides in our cities. We've seen our church leaders, albeit not all, who become so self-absorbed with their own egos and perspectives that somehow they have become a magisterium onto themselves, hiding behind the banner of social justice while being an abysmal failure and feeding the Lord's people with the truth of his word, having fallen to such depths, so it seems, into the dark abyss of relativism in order to keep their secular popularity and relativity afloat. The recent release of the McCarrick Report has once again called into question the disgusting and repulsive moral failures of the majority of our bishops in dealing with the inexcusable and unacceptable after-effects of the clerical sexual abuse scandal. And then, top it all off, we've seen a plague, unlike any other in our day, that has induced fear at a cataclysmic level. The people of God were denied access to the sacraments. And I suspect, after all, when one is capsized by the dictatorship of relativism, anything can be rationalized away, even to the point that the sacraments have become more of a symbol rather than of a reality. It reminds me of a college professor who once denied the existence of a sacramental reality in the sense that there are signs instituted by Christ himself, not man-made, in order to confer grace. 
The darkness of this plague has affected the lives of millions. It has affected their way of life through massive unemployment, business closures, and remote learning. Social distancing has greatly impeded social interaction which is necessary to our existence as human persons. So much so that our celebrations of Lent and Easter this year, as well as ordinations and weddings and even the installation of the new Archbishop of Atlanta were celebrated in empty churches and cathedrals and our celebration of Christmas this year is only at 50% physical capacity. To be certain, we have been walking in darkness in many forms this year. And so we might ask, where is this great light which the prophet Isaiah, of which the prophet Isaiah speaks? Where is it? Where is it? And if we heed the words of Saint Benedict and the Holy Rule regarding the importance of silence in our lives, detaching ourselves from the hubbub of gifts and presents. The answer to that question is very simple. <coughs> the great light is that of God's word being made manifest in the human person of Jesus, his son. It is Jesus who is the light of truth, a truth which can never change. He is the message of Christmas. One then might ask, well, if the message of Christmas cannot change, then we can't. And that's a false conclusion because the reality of it all is that we do change. You and I change. Every day, our circumstances change. This year, we have changed in a very real sense because of what this pandemic, what this plague has seemingly stolen from us. The plague could be referred to in Dr. Seuss's holiday book, Christmas book, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And if you recall that after the Grinch had stolen everything, he still heard sounds of celebration. Well, this plague is like the Grinch that stole everything. And yet somehow, and that somehow was by God's grace, we are gathering, whether online or by YouTube, social media, personal video feeds, live streaming and in the fact that God is very much present here with us we're the ones who change there are many among us 
tonight. Who walk and live in the darkness of addiction. Whether it be from opioid abuse, alcoholism, pornography, or other sexual addictions. There are many among us who have been consumed by their failures and rejections in life with nobody to offer a helping hand or a caring, sympathetic heart. There are some tonight living under bridges in our cities. Many who (coughs) have nowhere to go this Christmas, who accepted perhaps at the local Waffle House for a meal and some warmth. There are many among us, including ourselves, who struggle with sin, and there are those who are acutely grieving the loss of loved ones, especially from this plague that weighs on us. So yes, we are the ones who change. How then do you and I and all of us together accept the light of Christmas, the light of Jesus Christ? By simply being honest enough with ourselves and acknowledging our need for him, not on our terms, but on his terms. We look at the crush scenes. That little infant with outstretched arms waiting for us to embrace a bag full of mercy, forgiveness, peace, love, and joy that can be found only in Him. We encounter Emmanuel, God is with us by simply being honest with ourselves and acknowledging our need for Him. And once we do this, We can be the source of that light, His light, to those who live without hope, die without dignity, thus bringing into their lives the miracle of Christmas. May the infant Savior, who sanctified the world by His most merciful coming among us, fill your hearts and the hearts of those you love with His peace joy and love today and throughout the coming year. A blessed Christmas to you all. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, let us pray. (coughs) You are merciful to all, O Lord, and despise nothing that you have made. You overlook our sins to bring them to repentance and you spare them for you are the Lord our God. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service, so that as we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Joel. 
Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Rend your hearts and not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. Perhaps he will again relent and leave behind him a blessing, offerings and libations for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, proclaim a fast, call an assembly. Gather the people, notify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the infants at the breast, let the bridegroom quit his room and the bride her chamber. Between the porch and the altar, let the priests and ministers of the Lord weep and say, Spare us, O Lord, your people, and make not your heritage a reproach with, nation, with the nations ruling over them. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord was stirred to concern for his land and took pity on them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness and the greatness of your compassion. compassion. Wipe out my offense, thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. For I acknowledge my offense, and my sin is always before me. Against you alone have I sinned, and what is evil in your sight I have done. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, or deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. O Lord, open my lips, my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we are ambassadors for Christ, as if God were appealing through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin, who did not know sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Working together, then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain, for he says, In an acceptable time I heard you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have already received the reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. 
Amen. I say to you, they have already been repaid. When you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees what no man sees will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. And I, amen, I say to you, they have already received their reward. When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Lord Jesus Christ. Well, folks, as I said at Midnight Mass, a mere two months ago, what a difference a year makes. We are still in the plague of the coronavirus pandemic. And even so, it must never have such a grip in our lives to the point where we become minimalists in what we believe, in what we do. I think back to chapter 49 of Benedict's rule for the monasteries and for us on keeping the actual days of Lent. And he says this, During the days of Lent, let the entire community keep their lives most pure by washing away the negligences of past times. Washing away the negligences of past times. And perhaps Lent 2021 is a wake-up call for us to understand some things. That first reading from the book of the prophet Joel where the prophet says maybe if we if we just turn back to God he might listen to us and i think that the fear that's been placed in everybody's minds and hearts while not downgrading or downplaying the extent of this plague i think what god is trying to tell all of us is that we need to be looking out for one another. And it's not something that really wants to be heard in these days. We're too worried about the latest iPhone or the latest iPad. We're worried about so many things. And there's so much noise in our world, right? And we saw this happening of the course of the past year, the shouting that goes on. I think human beings nowadays, I think, are more inclined to be concerned about winning arguments than they are concerned trying to win their hearts and souls back to the Lord. That's what matters. Otherwise, what we're, what we're doing here today is nothing more than dust in the wind. And then we've blown it. We can't afford, folks, 
I've said it time and again, and others have said it time and again. Eternity is too long to get this all wrong. And if our spiritual senses are not honed, the seeds of indifference and minimalism and relativism and personal opinion, they tend to grow like bad yeast. We can't afford that to happen. This is the time, folks. If there's any time, if there's any of you listening tonight that might be wondering, what am I supposed to do? The answer is simple. Quit worrying about your opinions and turn back again to the Lord who wants your salvation more than we want it for ourselves. This is the time. The acceptable time. Let us ask the Lord to know ourselves in the 40 days that are ahead of us, to put aside our own agendas, and make a conscious effort to turn back to Him, as the prophet Joel says, and perhaps, just perhaps, if all we do is even allow the Lord a flicker of welcome into our hearts, He comes ready and without fail. And the Lord, who has begun the good work of this Lenten journey, grace it with His blessing, open our hearts to true repentance, so that we might celebrate with mind and heart renewed the joy of resurrection by which we are set free. My dear friends, let us ask God our Father that he be pleased to bless with the abundance of his grace these ashes which we will place on our heads as a sign of our repentance. O God, who are moved by acts of humility and respond with forgiveness to works of penance, lend your merciful ear to our prayers, and your kindness pour out the grace of your blessing on your servants who are marked with these ashes. As they follow the Lenten observances beginning this day, they may be found worthy to come with minds made pure to celebrate the Paschal mystery of your Son. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let the priests and the ministers of the Lord stand between the porch and the altar and weep and cry out, Spare, O Lord, spare your people. Do not close the mouths of those who sing your praises. Remember, that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. In our petition, we pray for the church, for the Pope and the bishops, the clergy, religious, and all the laity that this Lenten season will be a time of grace and repentance of heart, and repentance and renewal of heart, as we strive to continue in our service to God and one another, we pray to the Lord.
Lord, hear our prayer. That our national leaders will put aside their own interests and agendas and be concerned with the dignity with the protection of the dignity of each and every human person entrusted to their care. We pray to the Lord. We pray for all those who are struggling with various forms of addiction, be it from opioids, alcoholism, pornography, or suicidal thoughts, those living in despair, those who live without hope and die without dignity that our concern for them will be a source of consolation and joy and hope in the Lord Jesus. We pray to the Lord. We pray in a special way to the intercession of Our Lady of Consolation, Our Lady of Mercy, and of all the saints, and petition to the Lord himself that soon the plague of the coronavirus pandemic will be banished from our midst that we may, so that we may return to give the Lord <laughs> Full thanks and praise that is due to him, we pray to the Lord. And we pray for all those who have died. We remember Grammy in a special way, our first Lent without her, and thanksgiving for the way in which she blessed our lives. For all the, our beloved dead, especially Rush Limbaugh, who passed away, who died this morning, uh, for the strength and consolation of his wife Catherine and their family that our prayer of faith will be for them a source of consolation in the midst of their sorrow, we pray to the Lord. We now gather our petitions and prayers into one and pray the words that Jesus left with us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The Lord be with you. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you. May with you forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God.